Welcome back to the Injury Prone Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Edward Porras, Doctor of Physical Therapy Medical Analyst at FantasyPoints.com. Gracias for your ears. Today we're going to talk about a lot of different stars. We're going to talk about studs. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Julio Jones, DJ Chark, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, and a few others. But first, I wanted to talk about what my job is as an injury analyst. It's really difficult to explain in a tweet, for example, what my thoughts are on a situation. My process is a little different. My process is first, what is going on with this player? Can we trust what the team is telling us? What does the video say? Does it correlate? Does it match up? Is this a specific injury? Once we take what the team says and we start analyzing what will happen to this player, then you really have to dive into the data first. That should always be where you go first is the data. What does the medical literature say? What does the medical science say? What does the history say? You have to have the right population. Is it at least soccer players or rugby players if you can't get football players? Is it at least NCAA if you can't get football players but you can't get NFL studies? This is super important. The next thing is, what do the studies say? Does it say that they're gonna miss X amount of weeks? Does it say that they're gonna miss you know X amount of months? Does it say this is the most likely scenario? Does it say after the 10 week mark, they're fine to come back? What does the data and the literature say? On average, because you need to be able to apply this information to a specific player injury given all the information you have. So that's always gonna be the first thing that comes into, into play. The second thing is, what, what do you think or what does the injury analyst think clinically? What have we seen? What is typical? What is the pattern for this? What are the factors affecting or impacting this player from doing X, Y, or Z? Does the data also say that, hey, this is going to be something that they'll have a reduction in, in, in performance from, even though they'll be back? For example, I think of list break injuries that cause a 21% decrease in offensive production the year after players come back from them. Is that what the data says? You have to combine these two elements and understand what a team is saying and believe what a team is saying. First of all, you have to trust them to even put all this together. So, Really, what I do as an injury analyst and what most injury analysts do is try to pinpoint what the ceiling is. But the most important part, in my opinion, that an injury analyst does is they paint the floor. A lot of times as injury, as fantasy football players, we like to know the ceiling and we'll put players in and play them for the ceiling. But what if the floor is worse? What if the floor is not worth the ceiling? What if the, a player's volatility, for example, when players come back from hamstring injuries, i.e. Julio Jones... What if their volatility is through the roof? That's something that we all have to consider. That's something that I think that's, my, that's what my job is. So when people come at me on Twitter or anywhere else saying, hey, yeah, you said that this could happen, but you also said that could happen. I try to insert what I think will happen ultimately, but my first goal, my primary goal, every single time that I talk on a podcast, every single time that I write an article is to paint the entire picture of what could happen. Of course, there are going to be weeks where I say that a player might, you know, be volatile because of their hamstring injury and then they get a knee contusion. Those are two different things. But if a player has a hamstring strain and then they go out there and I say that they're volatile and they have another hamstring strain, that's typically what we should expect in that situation. They could also go out there and ball out for 30 points. The moral of the story is what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that when I give an injury analysis on a player, it's really difficult to do so in, in a limited amount of characters because typically the more injured or the more often a player is injured, they're wider the range of outcomes. That's what's important in this game is range of outcomes. So if I don't paint the full picture of range of outcomes for you, then I'm not doing my job. 
if you want to think or if you want to say that's me not committing to a specific take, okay, that's fine. I'll do better at telling you what I think, but I'm never going to stop giving the entire picture and trying to paint the whole picture, floor and ceiling. That way you can make a decision as a fantasy player that this player is either worth it or not worth it. So the first player we want to talk about today is a player I've been getting a lot of questions about, and that's Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin missed games four and five with a hamstring injury. He didn't play. So this is a player who's coming off of a history of a hamstring strain that happened in 2019. And it looks like the Bucks are slowly working him back. This is the first time he's been a limited participant in a Thursday practice in two weeks. So this is good news. This isn't bad news. The thing about Chris Godwin is he's checked a few boxes. So obviously practicing on a Thursday, and even if it's a limited capacity, is a good thing. That's because the Bucks have shown a pattern of letting their studs play with very limited practice. Specifically, their other wide receiver stud, Mike Evans, played in week one after not having practiced all week, getting a limited practice in on Friday, and then scoring a touchdown in week one. Now, he was volatile, and I said in week one he's a volatile option, and he will be. Chris Godwin, to a lesser extent, will be volatile this week if he plays, which I I think I do expect him to play. Um, but he's checked a few boxes. For example, he's already missed two games. That's what the average is. The average amount of missed games in the NFL for hamstring injuries is 2.6. Okay. Uh, he's also hit that specific mark of Mike Evans, what Mike Evans did, where he was limited and then uh, played. So he's ahead of, ahead of schedule there. And then I think he's just ready. Um, the pattern that the Bucks are showing are that they're going to let their studs play regardless of whether they get enough full practice or not. So I think this is... Uh, Sails up. I don't know if that's a phrase. Uh, wings up. Uh, wheels up. That's what I'm looking for. Wheels up for Chris Godwin. But keep in mind, the first week back from a hamstring strain is the most volatile week. So like I was saying earlier, this is a situation where you're probably not sitting Chris Godwin, but you definitely want to watch him and you want to understand and not be overweight on him and understand that his volatility is high. And then moving on to Mike Evans, his teammate, just to be consistent. In week four, I believe it was, Mike Evans got his toe and ankle smashed into the turf. It was a mechanism for turf toe, and it was also the mechanism for high ankle sprain. Those are very similar. So, something to watch. He's been limited in practice. Uh, this is something that he's been on the report ever since. And it just adds a touch of volatility to Mike Evans. And if you look out there and maybe he doesn't look like himself, then that could potentially be the reason why. Moving on to another wide receiver. DJ Chark. DJ Chark has a history of ankle injuries. This isn't good. According to Jeff Mueller, Dr. Jeff Mueller, a physical therapist, he's at JM Thrive PT on Twitter. This is the history of DJ Chark's ankle injuries. March 2017, ankle. September, I believe, 2018, ankle. September 2019, ankle. December 2019, ankle. Sunday 2020, just last week, ankle. This is something that is gonna we're going to have to monitor. As of now, if Chark plays, he's volatile. We don't know specifically what kind of ankle injury, but we're going to assume it's a lateral sprain, a low sprain, because these are the kinds that are the most recurrent. I don't necessarily expect him to play this week. I don't think you should either. And if he does, I think he's one of those guys that you it's sort of a decision. He might be your wide receiver two or wide receiver three. And you're going to have to make a decision. Can I live with a uh, player with a history of ankle injuries coming off of an ankle injury? The next dude I want to talk about is Deontay Johnson. 
Here's a quote from me on Twitter at FB Injury Doc that I said about Deontay Johnson. Don't sit Deontay Johnson because of injury risk. 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 So a little facetious. I get it. A little sarcastic. I get it. But I wanted to talk about that a little bit. So again, this goes back to injury analysis and painting the whole picture. The problem with Deontay Johnson specifically is because of the concussion. He had a concussion this year. And we know that when players test positive, or I guess when they are screened for a concussion and they get a concussion, uh, even if they clear the protocol, for example, that does not mean that they're immune to getting another concussion. In fact, they're more likely to get another concussion. We saw that with Russell Gage. He passed the, the concussion protocol and then got a concussion later on this season. Players who have had a concussion over the last year are also more likely to get a concussion. So why did I tweet, don't sit Deontay Johnson because of injury risk? It's because of the type of reasoning, the circular logic that goes into sitting Deontay Johnson. If you want to sit Deontay Johnson because he's not your best wide receiver, because you don't trust Big Ben, because you don't like the way those targets are going, because he hasn't finished a game, you know what, Until and like because he hasn't finished a game is another reason altogether. But let's say all those other reasons. Then it's circular logic. It's confirmation bias. He had a back injury. Well, first he had a concussion, and then he had a back injury. He's been dealing with a toe. Is he an in-game injury risk? Every player is an in-game injury risk. I said earlier, 2.3% of NFL games are injury-free. Players get hurt. It happens. That's why we think that we've seen such an increase in the amount of injuries that happen, but I think for whatever reason, it's just magnified this year. There actually hasn't been through week four any more injuries or people on the injury report. So, Deontay Johnson, because of his concussion, is more volatile than normal, but that's not to say he's going to get another concussion. But if you're worried that he's just, quote, injury prone, which I hate that phrase, then I think you're wrong. I think that logic specifically is wrong. If you were to come to me and say, he's had a concussion this year, I have better options on my bench, I don't want to go with DJ, with Deontay Johnson today, that's fine. I get it. Because you're reasoning through it from a perspective of a very specific injury concern or risk. Fine, but don't think because of a toe and a back and a concussion that all of a sudden he's injury prone. I don't want to go down the same road we went with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is an injury prone. By the way, it's almost week six and Carson Wentz is healthy. As far as Julio Jones, Dalvin Cook, and OBJ, there's not a lot to say. OBJ, I think, will be fine, but you have to watch him because you could be tired, you could have fatigue, and you could have uh, dehydration issues even if even though he did test negative for COVID. Something to watch. Dalvin Cook, he'll probably miss this week, probably be back after the bye. But remember, this this could actually cost him up to four or five weeks, in theory. I don't expect that to happen, but it's a possibility. Julio Jones, I have a hard time trusting him rest of season. So those are just a few of the players that are going to be in the injury report at FantasyPoints.com. Go to FantasyPoints.com, use code BORRAS10, get the injury report along with a ton of other great content. Uh, reduced prices now. Um, so for me, for my dogs at my feet, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Good luck this week. <laughs>